So on this Memorial Day weekend, we want to take, uh, especially, we want to take time to remember those who died in active military service. We want to take a moment to honor them and also their families. You know, we have right here, Alex is holding a flag that was actually uh, flown over Pearl Harbor. And uh, if you've ever been to a military funeral, you've seen the scene that, that we'll have in, behind us, the, the folding of the American flag, and this flag is uh, folded 13 times, and I don't know if you know, but there's actually symbolism for each one of the folds, and I wanted to read to you very quickly the, what these folds represent. The first fold represents life itself. The second, eternal life. The third fold is made in honor and remembrance of the veteran departing our ranks who gave his or her life for the defense of our country. The fourth fold represents our need to trust in God and turn to him. The fifth fold is a tribute to our nation, the United States of America. The sixth fold is for our, where our hearts lie. It is with our heart that we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. The seventh fold is a tribute to our armed forces who protect our country and our flag against all enemies. The eighth fold is a tribute to the one who entered into the valley of the shadow of death, that we might see the light of day. The ninth fold is a tribute to the mothers. Their faith, love, loyalty, and devotion molded the character of our servicemen and women. The tenth fold is a tribute to the fathers who gave their sons and daughters for the defense of our country. The 11th fold represents the lower portion of the seal of King David and glorifies the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The 12th fold represents an emblem of eternity and glorifies God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The 13th and final fold, when the flag is completely folded, the stars are uppermost, reminds us of our national motto, in God we trust. Of all weekends, this should be a weekend of, yes, enjoying family and enjoying food and cookouts and all of that. But it is also a time for us to remember, a time for us to give thanks for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, to remember their families, to lift them up, to pray for them. So would you bow your heads with me as we pray for those? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the incredible men and women who have served so that we might be free. They serve so that we might be able to gather together like this, to praise you and to worship you. And so on this day, we especially remember their family members. We lift up to you mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and wives and husbands, who for them, this is not a weekend of celebration, but a weekend of grieving. God, we pray that you would comfort them as only you can, that you would be so present to them, that your peace would surround them and guard them. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Alex. We do need to remember, right? It's important. It's important that we don't forget. 
I'm going to, this is a crazy transition, I'm going to ask you to reach into the pocket of the chair in front of you and to grab a connection card. If you're in the front row, this is that opportunity for you to see how much your shoulders still work. And uh, if you would grab one of those connection cards, we're going to ask everybody in the room to join us in doing this. If you fill one of these out every Sunday, thank you for doing that. You can just put your first and last name at the top. That's great. If you've never filled out one of these cards before, we're going to ask you uh, to do that. We promise you that the information you share with us, we will handle with responsibility and with care. And uh, we also want to send you uh, something in the mail this week. So thank you for taking time to do that. I want to give a shout out to everyone watching online. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And we want you to be included in this. So there's a link that has been shared at the description of whatever platform you're watching this. If you click on that link, you can uh, fill out a virtual connection card. Also, there's a way to fill out a virtual connection card by going to our app, the Church Center app, right there on the home screen. You'll see connection card, and you can click on that. Thank you so much for being a part of our church today uh, online. And uh, today's a little bit different, not only because it's Memorial Day, a weekend, but uh, this is a Sunday that we choose to remind ourselves that church is not just about us as adults, but that our kids are also part of Journey Church. I grew up in a church where they would look at the kids and they would say, you know what, you're the future. You're the future church. And uh, I, I, I disagree with that. They're not the future church. They are the current church. They are today's church, and we love our kids, and we appreciate them, and we're glad that they are actually a part of us today. And so what I want you to know is that uh, if you're an adult, this isn't a chance just to check out and just to say, oh, this is for the kids. No, you're going to hear just as much of God's word this morning as you would hear any other Sunday morning. The presentation may be a little bit different, and let's be honest, for some of you, you might catch the truths of God's word a little bit easier and better this morning because of the format. So I want you to lean in and listen, and when you participate and you show that this is worthy of your attention, your kids go, oh, maybe it's worthy of my attention as well. So we're modeling this morning what we want our kids to see and to do. We're all, all there. Would you give me a great big hand in welcoming Pastor Megan this morning as she shares with us God's word? You can actually give it to Logan. Well, good morning. We are so, yes. I love when you talk back like that. Uh, let's preface it like that. Um, sometimes it's fun to stand up here and uh, do this where you get to experience what it would be like to be a kid and get to have kids ministry. Um, and so I just want to challenge you kind of going along with what Pastor Ken was saying to like this face like this kind of is a little bit challenging to look at when you're like, bah! okay, at least with kids, they like pick their nose and stuff. Don't do that. That's gross. Um, but you know, we are going to have some fun today. The first thing that we need to take care of is our BGMC Noisy Offering. Now, BGMC stands for Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge, and we believe that every child, every student, and every adult can pray for missions. They can pray for people that they've never met. They can pray for opportunities for people all around the world to get to know Jesus. We believe that you can also give. You can give in small ways, pennies. Pennies equal out to be dollars, in case if you didn't know that, eventually down the line. You can give in big and small ways, and that you can go. And as opportunities open up to be able to go to other places and tell people about Jesus, partner with what God's 
already doing there, you also have an opportunity to go into the neighborhoods and to um, your neighborhood. Maybe your go this week and the weeks to come is the annoying neighbor kid that just keeps playing that same game over and over and over again, and they keep messing up your grass that you so nicely, you know, keep cutting. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's quiet in here because... Um, there's some familiarity there. <laughs> uh-huh. You chuckle. All right. So we're going to have a noisy offering in just a moment. And we've got some even preschoolers in the room. And we've got elementary kids. Everyone's going to take part of this. But I have some important updates for you. In the year 2020, with everyone working together, do you want to know how much money we were able to give to missions through BGMC? Yeah. Yes. All right. So in the year of COVID, with no church in person for 13 weeks, we were able to give $7,718.19. Which, this isn't that big of a deal, but it is kind of a big deal, which put us in 42nd place in our entire nation for a church our side, size. So that's incredible. And that means that more than just giving change and money, that means that you're catching the heart, that our kids are catching the heart, that they are developing hearts of compassion and love. And so we're really excited about this. And in fact, our project for this year is with an organization called Compassion Link. And they are giving compassion healthcare kits throughout our, our, our world, really. But I got a letter this week. And in that letter, it said that the money that we've given so far and the money that we will give for the rest of our project, so at the end of this year, at the end of that project to Compassion Link, we are sending the funds to a place in Costa Rica, and I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to try my best here. All right, so it's Sarah PK, Sarah, and I'm saying it wrong and all that fun stuff, but that's okay. That's where it is on the map right there in Costa Rica. It is, it touches Nicaragua at the top. And there have been churches there that are run by Costa Rican pastors that have been able to have times where their community is invited and they're able to give them these compassion health care kits and literally in some cases save the lives of their children, these mothers, because of things that you were able to do and send. Not only that, they don't just say, here's some band-aids, here's some things. See you later. They tell them about Jesus. They tell them that while, yes, you need those things, that you need Jesus. That's the ultimate thing first. So it's a partnership of need and real need, spiritual need. So thank you. And we, as we give today, we are going to continue to be able to be part of this project. All right? So if you're a kid in the house and you want to participate in the noisy offering, I'm going to ask you to come on, come on up here. If you're watching online, it's about to get real up in this place. Um, so join us for the chaos that you can see. All the kids that are coming, come on up here. If you're going to participate. All right? All right. Let me give some heads up while we do this. If you're in the place and you've never experienced this before, the reason it's called a noisy offering is because money is loud in a noisy bucket, because children are loud, and because if you have money, change, paper money, other things like that, that you would like to give to these guys, I'm going to ask you to hold it up and make some noise with us, okay? And if Pastor Aaron has his way, he's going to give out noisemakers, I think, too. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So kids in the room, everybody, eyes on me. Kids, kids, eyes on me. Eyes on me. Okay, ready? Here's what's going to happen right now. 
When I say go, we're going to go five to zero. When I say go, you're going to walk around the room. I know it's going to turn into running, but we're going to walk around the room. And if they are holding money up, you put it in your metal bucket. When your metal bucket is full, you bring it up and put it in Buddy Barrel or Winnie the World bucket, okay? We have three minutes to race a song. Let's see if we can beat the song. If you're ready, say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, grown-ups, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and put that money up. Here we go. right there all right wow 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 can you carry those pastor Aaron <coughs> hey I just want to say something okay kids in the room go back to your grown-ups if you are with a teacher go back to your teacher thank you hey it is really good to be excited about what God is doing in and through our lives and that's why we allow that to be the craziest that we possibly can be, right? Absolutely. Hey, if you have a Band-Aid that you got when you came in, I want you to grab that for me. 
If you didn't get one, you can get it when you come back or when you leave. Hey, the reason I gave you a Band-Aid is because these are part of what they go and they give through those compassion kits. And I want you to take this Band-Aid and put it in a place where you will remember to pray for people that you will never meet, potentially, unless if we go on a mission trip or something. But people that you helped access health care in order that they would have their lives changed by Jesus. So that's your instruction with the Band-Aid. If you got it, say, got it? Got it. Awesome. Glad that you guys are all with us today. So today we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit guiding our lives. And you might be thinking, well, that's what we've been talking about this whole time, Pastor Megan. What's wrong with you? We're going to talk today specifically about what it is to let the Holy Spirit call us. Say called. 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 And this is what we're going to do. We're going to say, I will trust. This is, go ahead. The Holy Spirit to guide me. Let's try it all together. This time I'll help you with the motions, okay? Because I kind of sabotaged you the last time by accident. This is trust in sign language, so like you're grabbing a rope, okay? So I will trust the Holy Spirit to guide me. If you are old in the room or young in the room or watching online, you need the Holy Spirit to guide your life. You need him every day and every moment in every way. And he is calling some of you and has called some of you to do really big things. And some of you might feel like, well, I just have little things to do. The good news is when you are called by God, the Holy Spirit can be trusted to help you. Yeah. All right? So back in the spring, there was this thing called the Fine Arts Festival. Some of the students from our church were able to go and participate in this. It was in Dayton, and they were able to just do different things, like some did dance, and there was art and photography and all these different things. Well, two of our students actually participated by doing a children's lesson together. And so I'm going to invite them to come on up here, and they are going to actually show you their children's lesson because it has such valuable words for you and I. And it goes right along with what we're talking about with trusting the Holy Spirit to guide our lives and how we can know that we are called by God because every person is called. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. we will be using is from Ephesians 6, 10, and 11, and Hebrews 4, 12. And I invite you guys to participate. Okay. Hi, friends. Today, we are learning about power. Did you know that God gives real power? 
It says in Ephesians 6, 10, and 11, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Today we are learning God gives real power. Friends, say that with me. God gives real power. Wait, power? I love power. Power like Thor or Wolverine? No, oh. God doesn't give us powers to fly or to be invisible. God gives us powers to live a pure and right life for him. So what you're saying is I'll never make another mistake and I'll never sin again? Sweet. No, God gives us power to make right choices and no sin when we see it. Then it's easier to stay away from sin. One of the ways we can do this is using the armor of God. Yeah, the armor of God. You know what that is? I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, the armor of God. Is that like Iron Man's super cool suit? No, oh. it's the armor of God. It's the tools we can use to live a life more like God. In fact, we're going to talk about one of them today. It's the sword of the spirit. Wait right there. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. Okay, hold on, Skywalker. I'm going to take this. Wait, wait, wait. We and can you're going to take the real sword of the spirit so I don't get hurt. Yay! But this isn't a sword. How can I use this? Well, God's word is really powerful. It says in Hebrews 4.12 that God's word is active and powerful. Satan doesn't like it when we use the Bible against him. We can use the Bible to make Satan back down. Wow, that's really cool. How else can God give me power? Well, let's give some examples. Logan, I want you to give us an example. Okay. And friends, I want you to say with me, God gives real power. So what if I'm alone and I'm feeling really scared? Well, friends, say it with me. God, God gives, gives real, real power. power. It says in the Bible that we should never have to be afraid because God is always with us. Well, what if, for whatever reason, I don't want to obey my parents? Well, friends, say it with me. God, God gives, gives real power. power. It says in the Bible that we should always obey our parents. After all, they are the adults in our lives. Well, what if someone does something and it makes me really angry? Well, friends, say it with me. God, God gives, gives real power. power. It says in the Bible that we should always have self-control. Because if we don't, something bad could happen. Well, what if God calls me to serve and I don't know what to do? Well, friends, say it with me. God, God gives, gives real power. Sometimes when we're called to serve, it could be scary. But we always have to remember that God has sent the Holy Spirit down to guide us. We should always trust him. What can you guys think of? Good talk. <laughs> That's right. Say it with me. God, God gives real power. Good job, friends. What about this? This is the shield of faith. Well, that is for next time. <laughs> That's for next time, sorry. Oh. Aw. Okay, why don't we pray about what we learned today? That sounds like a great idea. Friends, bow your heads, close your eyes, and pray with us. God, thank you that we are all here, alive, and well. 
And please help us to remember that we can always rely on your power. Whether we're scared or lonely or angry, thank you that we can always rely on your power. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bye, Bye friends. friends. See you next week. And remember, God gives real power. Oh. Aren't they awesome? They are awesome. And so I have. There we go. Um, so I have some questions for them, and I wanted them to ask to answer these questions because I think sometimes we see things and we go, "Well, of course they can do that," but there was a process to get to this place, wasn't there? All right. So here's the first question: What were you feeling when you started to work on this lesson? Oh, I was scared, excited, nervous, like everything in between. It was a mix between uh, jumping with excitement and vomiting out of anxiousness. There's honesty. Honesty. Uh, so in what way did the Holy Spirit guide you while working on this lesson? So like, how did that happen? How did you go from, ooh, and all that to actually doing what you just did today? So for me, it was when I was just trying to do it on my own, just trying to make a lesson. It, it didn't really feel right, but when I started listening to uh, the Holy Spirit and asking for guidance, I could really feel that this is what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do, and that helped my anxiousness, because I was like, this isn't God's hands, this is what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. Yeah, I that definitely, and I also felt that the Holy Spirit sent Pastor Megan and Miss Julia to help us, because they helped us so much with this, like without them, I don't think it would be possible. They helped us to make sure that we were doing everything right, and it was, without them, it would, I don't know if it would be good or not. Do you have any final words to share with these friends? God Since gives real power. God gives real power. <laughs> you can have a seat. <laughs> And you know what's really awesome is that they are actually going right now to teach all of the little preschoolers that are sitting on the floor right here. So God gives real power. You know what? Those are two examples of people in our church that are using their gifts and their call for God. But there are others like Caden and Emma and Clara and Elise and Liliana. And the list goes on and on and on because we have an opportunity to see what it is that we're supposed to do and, the, and answer the Holy Spirit and say yes. And that is so awesome. And now that they're out of the room, I'll also tell you this. They actually won merit, which means they got the highest score. And they're going to be um, in part of a competition in Orlando in August with their kids' lessons. So that's awesome, right? <laughs> so kids, students, adults in the place, you are called by God to do great, big things. But you're also called to do little things that feel like they mean nothing. Because the little things become big things when God is in it. And if the Holy Spirit challenges you to do something, I can trust that he will guide you. And you can trust that as well. You know, the Bible tells us a lot about things that we're called to do. And you can look high and low throughout the Bible and you can find these things. But one of those places that we're going to talk about is in Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. 
So Romans chapter 10, 13 through 15, it's gonna appear on the screen and uh, there's some notes on the Church Center app if you are watching online with us as well. But Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15, and this is what it says. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's helpful, right? But how can they call on him to save them unless they heard about him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That, that is why scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. So based off the Bible verses that we just read in Romans chapter 10, it looks like this. I'm going to need my word helpers to run up here as fast as you can. If you have a word on your paper, I need you to come on up here. Quick, quick, quick. Oh, I managed to pick three girls, and I didn't even realize I did. So stand right here on that bottom. Okay, we're up here. That might be better for the cameras for online church. And I need follow to be first. So switch order. Follow to be first. Tell and yes. All right, so verse 13 Romans 10, 13, it tells us that we choose to follow Jesus. Hold that up for everyone to see. We choose to follow Jesus and be saved. So that's verse 13. Verse 14 says this. Then we tell other people who haven't heard about him so they can be saved too. So go ahead and hold that tell up really high. All right, make sure everyone can see it. So we follow and then we tell and the last one, is that we say yes. We say yes to whatever the Holy Spirit guides us to do, and that's verse 15. So if you wanna know what God has called you to do, what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do, it's like this. We follow him, we tell other people about how we're following him, and we say yes to everything that he asks us to do. So can you say those three words with me? You follow. You tell and you say yes. So sometimes we like to make things complicated, right, grown-ups? <laughs> right, kids? We like to make it all complicated, and one thing turns into a whole big thing without us ever even realizing. The Holy Spirit is calling some of you to follow him today. Maybe you need to tell somebody about why you follow him. And perhaps it is that you need to say yes today. Whether you're a kid or you're a grown-up or a student or whatever in the place, you can follow and tell and say yes. You guys can have a seat. You can take your words with you. Thank you. You know, how do we tell people about Jesus? Well, you know what? One of the best ways is by knowing what God, who God is, and that's what we learn through the Bible. The other way is that we can pray, and you can say, well, I tried that praying thing, and nothing ever happened. I would challenge you back and say, did nothing happen? Did nothing happen? Because sometimes, if we look at it a little bit different, we'll realize that something did actually happen. So how do we know God's will? How do we know what the Holy Spirit is calling us to do? Check out your Bible. Pray. And remember that God gives you real power to defeat the thoughts and the things that come against you and say, well, guess what? You are not good enough because you lied to your mom today. You are not good enough because you can't talk in front of people like everybody else can. 
You're not good enough because you don't look the same as that other person that looks way cooler than you. All of these things are lies that God gives us real power to overcome. You know, adults, grown-ups, it's important to tell your story to your kids and to your students. And I'm not talking about like graphic, gory details and all that stuff, okay? But it's important to tell them so that together you guys can do what God is calling you to do together. Do you know that the Holy Spirit has designed every single one of us for a very important reason? And the things that we are designed to do might even have been in us since we were little. I'm going to show you a picture. This is little Megan. Wait for it. Oh, so cute. (laughs) So cute, so stylish. You can't see my pigtails, but they're there. Okay. So this is me when I was little. Um, But here's some other fun facts about me. Whenever I was younger in elementary school, our back porch of our house was more like a deck because houses in Pittsburgh aren't like houses in Ohio. And so it was elevated up and we had a back porch underneath and a back porch over the top. And whenever I was younger, I liked the sound of putting my play shoes on and the walking on the wooden slats of the porch. I don't know, I just liked that sound. But also, I would go to the edge of the porch and pretend like this was a group of people, and this is a group of people, and this is a different group of people, and this was a group of people, and I would teach them and tell them things and be like, okay, now you're going to pray for these ones. All of this in my imagination. There weren't real people there. It was grass in a swimming pool, okay? Like, it wasn't real, but I did those things. You know why? Because inside of me, God had already put things in me that I would need when I would be a grown-up. Something else that I used to do, uh, remember these things called cassette tapes? Remember those things? Yeah, if you're a kid in the room, you'll have to like help have your grown-up Google that because you don't know what I'm talking about. So a cassette tape, and my mom used to have these cassette tapes that were um, music, like worship songs, and if you recorded over them, you could record your own voice. <laughs> I never got in trouble for that ever. A lot. I did a lot. Um, But I would take the recorder and I would record over the song and I would record myself talking and telling people, okay, here's the Bible verse, and then reading it and having them, the imaginary people that didn't really exist, um, say it back to me. And I would say things and I would tell them stories and all these other things. And, you know, it would be like a thing that I'd be like, I'm going to go and do this, you know? And it was one of those things that, again, God put inside of me because he knew that down the line I would say yes and this is what I would do. And then you're gonna see this picture of this little church in Mexico. I can smell this church to this day. I can see what it looked like and hear the sounds and there was a pretty crazy rooster, I almost said psycho, that's probably right. Um, But there was a a really wild rooster outside of that, that church, okay? But in seventh grade, at the end of seventh grade, we went on a missions trip. And in this little church that we had done VBS out of, Vacation Bible School, and we had done a lot of things out of this church, the very last night we were there, it was a worship service, and i telling you that I heard God speak to me. And it was like one of those things where I was like, did everybody hear that? Because I thought for sure it was a moment in time that everybody heard. It felt so audible to me, so loud. And in that moment, God called me through the Holy Spirit to 
serve in ministry, to be a pastor, to do whatever it is that he said in front of me. And from there, I was able to go back home and I started serving in kids ministry and leading these kids churches and going to camp and doing all of these things. But you know what? It started as a child. A child who did things because she was imagining that they were really real. And then the Holy Spirit used them. And so my question to you is, as a kid, what are things that you are good at right now? My question to you as a grown-up, what are the things that you are good at? There are things that are inside of you, grown-ups, that God has put inside of you since you were little. And maybe you think to yourself, why am I such a weirdo? Right? Okay. But the laughter in the room means that you've actually thought that. Okay? So it's true, though. We think everybody else is so good at everything else. And we look at ourselves and go, I don't know how God could ever call me or use me because this or that. Let me ask you this question. Are you artistic? Then maybe there's something that you should be doing with your art for the glory of God. Maybe he's called you to do something that's bigger than yourself. Are you a good listener? Whether you're a kid or a grown-up or a teenager, maybe there's someone that the Holy Spirit would send to you that you are called to help because of the way that you listen. Maybe you are called to do it as your job. Maybe you're not called to do it as your job, but just to be like the world's best friend and listener and listen to people that are down and out. Maybe you're called and you've had this dream of serving people that are homeless since you were little and your heart always broke for people that had less than you and you've kind of just been like, ah, that's kind of a funny thing. Okay. Wow, can you imagine What if that's God calling you? Maybe you're good at building things. Maybe you are, you're a kid and you like have this engineer brain and you can like do all the things, all the things. What if God would use that to help you to have a successful business and be able to send so much money and so much resource, financial resource to help churches and other nations be built? What if You were the best lawyer ever. And instead of walking into that courtroom, people were scared of you. They realized that you were kind and you were humble. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to be like a slacker. But that you were kind and humble because of what God, through the Holy Spirit, has called you to do. Your calling might look different than mine. Kids in the room, God might have already through the Holy Spirit giving you dreams and you've never told your grown-up. Teenagers in the room, you might think, I'm really good at something, but I'm not going to share it because you know why? If I share it, I have to do it. And it scares me a lot. God gives real power. And we can trust the Holy Spirit to guide us. So here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you just close your eyes with me for a moment. We're going to get ready to pray. So I'm not going to do any weird tricks or anything up here, literally. I'm going to ask you to just think about these things. Maybe God is calling you to be a missionary. Maybe God is calling you to to literally grow up and follow Jesus and serve him in another part of the world. Maybe God's calling you to change the world by being the world's best nurse. 
being the one that cares about the people that nobody else cares about. Maybe the Holy Spirit has spoken something to you when you were younger grown-ups and you've decided to ignore it for a long time. What if you said yes? What if? Students, what if you said yes? Kids, what if you said yes? There are people that are all around us that don't know Jesus. And unless if we follow Jesus, tell other people about him, and say yes to whatever he asks us to do, they might not ever know. I don't like the feeling that that gives me. But I do like the feeling that gives me because it's a challenge. Maybe the thing that God's going to call you to is for later on in your life. But maybe it's for right now. Those of you who are watching online, maybe you feel like I don't have any purpose at all. I just exist and I go to work and I do these things and I exist and I go to work and I do these things. Who are the people that the Holy Spirit can open your eyes to that are around you now? Here's what's going to happen. When you came in, you got a little card that says, yes, I will. I'm going to ask you to grab that. If you don't have it, you can still do this. If you're watching online, you obviously don't have a card that says, yes, I will. But maybe you have a scrap piece of paper that's near you that you can write, yes, I will, on. And on this piece of paper, there are some lines. And I'm going to challenge you right now, in the next one minute, I'm going to say this. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me about what you want me to do. And I want you to write down the words. If you are a kid and you're sitting next to your grown-up and you're like, I don't know the words, you can draw a picture. You can ask for help. And this paper is going to go home with you. So for the next 45 seconds, I want you to just quietly to yourself say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. What is it that you're calling me to do? And I want you to write it down. ups in the place you're going to need to keep talking about this you're going to need to keep telling your story in the book of Psalms it says we will not hold these truths from the next generation but we will tell of the wondrous acts that he has done they don't know the wondrous acts that he has done from the kids in the neighborhood that don't know him but they'll know it from you and you can be the light and the hope. Maybe you're here and you didn't hear anything in those moments and you're like, ah, same frustration as always. Take that paper home with you and keep asking. Keep asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And you know what, it might not be a word. It might not be like this thing like, Megan, right? That might actually be a little bit weird. But when you are at the grocery store, and you see a scenario playing out and your heart goes, oh, I need, that's called a nudge. God might be calling you to that person. Or you see a need, you hear about a need 
in your community or wherever it might be and you go, oh, that's it. Or you go, man, maybe that's why I've been so good at music my whole life. Maybe I'm supposed to use my talents and my skills. Maybe that's the nudge of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's the nudge. So I would challenge you to do that. And I want to say this. I didn't say this in the other service. You're not too old. You're not too old to do what God has called you to do. And you're not too young. You're not too young. You're not too young. Share your story with somebody. Encourage each other. And let's do this together. Let's be called people who trust the Holy Spirit. As I get ready to close, I want to bless you. And not bless you in a weird sort of a way, but bless you in the sense of this. In the Bible, it talks about how words are very powerful. It talks about how words are very important. And so I'm going to read a verse. It's Acts 1.8. It's going to show up on the screen as well. I'm going to read Acts 1.8. And then I'm going to say this blessing over you from that verse. And all that this is, is an opportunity to take what God has already spoken in his word and receive it. So it's like I'm going to give you a gift, like put it in your hands and you just go, oh, okay. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So if you would like to agree with that, if you would just put your hands out. I know that's weird for some of you in your weird meters trip, but that's okay. I'm good with that. Here it is. The verse is Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. May you know that God desires to give you the power of the Holy Spirit. Young, old, somewhere in between. May you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in your everyday life, your everyday ordinary life, and may you have the courage to follow him and to do all that he asks you to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, today is not just the end. Today's the beginning of doing what God has called you to do because I can trust the Holy Spirit to guide me. And you can trust the Holy Spirit to guide you as well. Amen?